Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 42, The Egalitarian Card. I pulled it off. It was great. I really got into the whole egalitarian thing like, Hey Mike, don't want to lug that yourself? Let Uncle Paulie do it for you. There you go. I was avuncular. That's the word. Like at lunch. The lunch break. Film tards don't like it when people split for lunch, even in the middle of Manhattan where there's an ass load of restaurants right near everything and nobody has to drive anywhere. Getting you back is too chancy and their damn schedule is sacred, so they usually have food brought in. Kurt Libby said that when he worked on one of Parp's movies a few years ago, Parp made the cast and crew go out to eat at the exact same restaurant a block from the set and they all marched there and back like a damn parade every day. At Viters, this was a lot simpler since Viters is a club and they serve food anyway, and even though it was closed that afternoon for the shoot and all the tables were shoved up against one wall, Viter opened up the kitchen and the chef came in and cracked wise while he cooked. But here's what I did getting back to the point of me being appreciated for my awesome regularness. Instead of sitting on the floor along the wall with the masters and creators, which I definitely could have done being I'm a producer, and I know all of them from way back, I sat on the floor along the opposite wall with the croutards. Except for the half dozen or so croutards who sat with the masters and creators. The traitors. I don't think I've ever been cooler. They talked about the Knicks. I joined in. They told stupid jokes. I guffawed with my mouth open. I laughed with them, not at them. I went out of my way to tell the sniffly chick with zits like tits that I thought she had a really good point. And when it sounded a lot like I was criticizing Parp, I made sure I finished up by saying, you know... He has a point of view too, and hey, he's great, don't you think? What a great guy. I took a mouthful of spaghetti after saying that. Oh yeah, I was eating spaghetti. And I could sense them inching closer to me mentally. It was like I was this hip uncle who had taken them in after their square parents got killed in a car accident. Even Cammy, who had been staring at me from the buffet table, came over and sat next to me after telling the bearded boom operator to scooch over. It was right then that I started noticing it was a really great day. And I thought, it better be for the bucks I'm kicking in to be here. Then Viter came up to me and said, Paul? Talk to Bobby about the next shot. He winked at me and walked into some back room. All right, I'm thinking. Me on camera. But 
it turns out Whispers had other plans. Or maybe Viter wasn't specific when he told Bobby the deal was I get to be in the next shot because a few minutes later we were shooting again and I was standing just off camera holding a big piece of white cardboard next to Lenny Payne's face to reflect light into the shadows made by the bags under his eyes. At first I was miffed and felt all backknifed, but it turned out it really didn't matter. Cammy stood behind me during the shot and squeezed my butt cheek once while the camera was rolling. On the next break, we made the date. Yeah, not that night, but a definite date for Saturday night when we were all rested up and could ram like Ben-Hur boats. I did not gig cackle. And we all broke for home without Big Crap Cynthia showing up. A great day. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side. Copyright 2013 to 2016 by Dan Wrench.